Now entering Nerdist.com. Today's show is brought to you by Casper. That's right, Casper.com. Get $50 toward any mattress purchase by visiting Casper.com slash sexnerd and using promo code sexnerd. Hey, I am so pleased to tell you, I've been looking forward to this ad for a while. Um, I have a new bed in my life and it is fantastic. So Casper... If you haven't heard about this, this is the moment because there's a new way to do things called the internet and buying things are way easier and the mattress industry is begging for an overhaul. So this is an obsessively engineered mattress at a shockingly fair price. Um, it's just got the right sink it's and the right bounce. It's got two technologies, latex foam and memory foam. And don't you worry, it's latex that you're not going to have any sort of uh, reactions to. It's totally fine for the body. Yay! And they come together for better nights and brighter days. Um, the cool thing is it's totally risk-free and you get 100 days with your Casper to really like bond it out and feel it out, you know, have some like deep conversations with your mattress. Uh, and the return policy is totally painless. Totally. So, um, your mattress would be made in America. Uh, the Casper is only 500 bucks for a twin size mattress and it goes up to 950 for a king size mattress. These are fantastic prices, especially for what you're getting. It's great. Get your $50 toward any mattress purchase by visiting www.casper.com slash sexnerd and use that promo code sexnerd because you want to get $50 off. And hey, literally, there is no risk here. You can try your Casper for 100 days. It's over two months. It's over three months. Oh my goodness. Enough about beds for now. I mean, we're going to stop talking about beds so we can talk about beds. You know what I'm saying? Um, Enjoy the show. Here we go. Welcome to the Sex Nerd Sandra Podcast. Whoa, what are these kids doing in here? Hey, if you're under 18, go ask your mom. Now that we're alone, let's start the show. Hi. I, when I start talking um, in this part of the episode, I always know that you've heard an advertisement and then the intro, and I'm still excited about the ad because <laughs> it's the, the mat. I love mattresses when they're good. I love good beds, sleep, a nice bounce for sex, you know, a good sturdiness where you sink in a little bit, soft but firm. It's exciting, it's sensual, it's sensual. Anyway, I love beds. Beds are great. Hey, okay, let me focus and get to this show. Oh my goodness, Matt Bronger. I had such a good time talking to Matt about comedy. We had, it was the first time we met, and it's so fun when that happens. We talk about um, talking, uh, saying filthy, dirty things, what it's like to be a comedian and say them on stage, how to create a sex joke so you don't turn off an entire room. He throws down uh, and helps me actually to possibly get up and, and do stand up comedy myself which I have tried before, and we will hear about that. Um, and and how to... Okay, this is important to me. I, I don't know about you, but how to hit on a comedian. 
I have, I get major crushes when I go to comedy clubs and I'm just like, oh my goodness. And then they walk by and you're like, do I say something? Ah, I'm a freak. I'm a freak. And that's, you know, I, I wanted some info. And actually what he said was great. So that's at the later end of the episode. Oh my goodness. So much happened. Before we get to the actual episode, a few housekeeping things. Let's see. Uh... Every once in a while, and this seems really normal to me, but I know that this might sound odd, but every once in a while I have a meeting with a production company or a development person um, at a network or something around creating television and programming and to see if it's the right fit. Um, So I just had a meeting and I love the idea of this project. So I offered to tell you guys about it in case you want to be a part of this. So it is an award-winning production company that is creating a program and they are seeking couples to participate in this program. It's a new series that aims to explore the world of plus size love and acceptance. I can't give you like uh, who it is and what it is and like all the specific details, but plus size love and acceptance. So whether uh, you've gained weight together since you got together, if you are different body types, if you've always been plus size, it doesn't matter. They'd love to hear from you. Uh, ideal couples are looking to for new and exciting things to spice up their sex lives. If that's you, give them a call. You will be taken care of with hosts and experts to help you navigate that issue. If this, if what I'm saying piques your interest, if, if it's a you've been struggling with a lack of access to sex toys or services or sexy clothing or whatever it is, dude. This this might be really cool. It might, just even for the phone conversation, it might be neat. Um, send your info to casting at michaelpetrella.com. There's going to be several things, so get a pen, pause it if you're interested. Uh, names, ages, location, occupations, contact info, Skype handle, photograph, short description of your relationship and the issues you've experienced. Again, send that to casting at michaelpetrella.com, M-I-C-H-A-E-L-P-E-T-R-E-L-L-A.com. I always enjoy a little casting call. Very fun. Um, What else is going on in the world? Oh, this is the part where I talk to you about something that it's difficult to talk about, but I feel like you and I can talk about the the challenging things. I feel like you can, you can handle it. Um, yeah, this week I released on Facebook and Twitter, a little announcement to, to give my pledge that I will be more inclusive, uh, in the coming years of my work and, uh, on all kinds of diversity, uh, able bodied or differently abled folks, um, ethnicity, orientation, trans, different genders. I, I'm actually quite surprised. I, I think sometimes I just, I don't pay attention. And then when I scroll through over 100 episodes and I go, oh, the last 50 of my guests were all Caucasian. Why is that? Now, I'm not angry at myself necessarily, um, but it's important for us to reflect sometimes on our own actions. And I go, why? And really, it's that I just wasn't thinking about it. Or maybe maybe some of those guests weren't Caucasian and they just kind of seemed, I don't know. But it's the fact that I haven't really had many Really, I haven't had any trans guests on my show unless we were talking about trans issues. That's weird because trans people fall in love. Trans people know about multiple orgasm. Like there's, there are plenty of trans people who are experts at things. Um, why not 
hear from them too. I, it's not that I'm silencing anyone, but it's just, yeah. Sometimes we just glide along and don't think about it. And anyway, that's, that's what I've been doing. And I, I apologize. And I, I do want to commit to being more proactive to this. If you know anyone, um, who's coming through Los Angeles too, I prefer, it sounds better. It's more fun to interview people in person. So there's that. I also want to make sure you know that I'm not criticizing or talking about sexuality when I talk about this. This is more that I am a creator of media. And whether it's Fox News or CNN or a casting of a movie, if we only cast white people, which when I was growing up in the 80s and 90s, I mainly saw white people on television it was a big deal when Smallville came out and Lana Lane was half Japanese. That was big for me. Like something changed for me to see a, a leading actress as my you know general ethnic mix. Like, so, oh, as someone who struggles with my own identity, and I have fun with it. I'm fairly fluid. You know me. We know each other. Hey, how's it going? I guess what I'm saying is this is a visibility issue. It's whoever I invite on the show, we get to share time with. So how about opening it up, expanding, and making sure that we hear from different viewpoints and different perspectives. I haven't talked to a Republican on the show from what I know. I haven't talked to uh, people of different political uh, backgrounds. There is so much still to be explored. Blows my mind. So, hey, uh, thank you so much for listening. And let's get to this episode because it's all about comedy with Matt Bronger. Oh, so good. Enjoy. Hi, Matt Bronger. You said my name right. That's me. Hello. What do people, how do people say it? Uh, Bronger. Bronger. More than not, or Broniger. Yeah. Broniger. They, they flip the letters. Yeah. Who are those people? I don't know. I don't like them. Well, you know, sometimes people see a word that's strange and they say it how they want to say it. Or they, they get <laughs> they get nervous and they just like they go, Oh, let me give it a shot and they drop it, they drop the ball. But Bronger. It's just got such a strong I guess I've I had probably had heard someone say it. Probably you say it, maybe. Mm-hmm. Well, I knew uh I've had friends I've you know, five years into the relationship, have been like, "Oh, I thought the G was silent." I'm like, "Why the hell would you? Who Bronner. said that?" Bronner. Yeah, huh. that's another one. It's just, it's just, a, it's a strange name that doesn't like flow very well. It's just, a, it's, it's a clumsy two syllable name. I oh think. man, then I'm a clumsy, clumsy fool because Bronger sounds totally fine to me. Sweet. But hey, but I, my that's name's good. Doherty. Mm-hmm. And people see daughter e right. all the time. Mm-hmm. It's real dyslexic. Yeah, up and yeah. Down. Uh, welcome to my, you are actually the first person that I've had at the new podcast table. Okay, <laughs> oh, there's a new one. Well, because I just moved. Uh, people know from previous episodes that I looked around and all I saw was erotic art, and I realized <laughs> I don't even like erotic art. Why are there so many nipples in my apartment? Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> that's that's always odd when. Um, when everything everything you have in your apartment, if it's all like one theme, be it sex, be it yeah. sports, be it whatever, that's just it's like, yeah, what it, it what is this some kind of you know uh, 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 themed cave that you live in? That's like this is my sports place, or right. this is my titty place, or dick place, or whatever. And you're in this space now that I've sort of turned it into. I, did it seem overly um, hippie or bohemian to you walking in? No, this seems like a lot of apartments I know. It just seems very utilitarian, and um, 
uses the space well. You know, I, I'm not. No, I wouldn't say hippie. Are there any sex toys anywhere that I forgot to hide? Uh, if there are, they're ones I've never seen, okay. and I wouldn't know what to use them for. But okay. no, no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Not the is that Slimer up on top of the bookshelf? You know, actually, that might be modeled after Slimer. That is indeed a sex toy. Oh, okay, uh, and I laughed because your eyes were going right at it. I was like, no, I know, and I know the the Rancor monster. Yes, is that what that is? Yeah, that's Rancor. Yeah, I actually that's not a sex thing. No, it's not a sex thing. However, uh, my friend was getting rid of it. I was like, don't get rid of that. Why would they get rid of that? I think he just had a lot of things, a lot of things, uh, okay. a lot of collectibles. But that's like worth money is it yeah well to me that's the thing that like luke almost got killed by yeah in, in uh, uh return of the jedi yeah with the job of the hut and all that yeah that's like um, his monster no he's got a moving bottom jaw and i thought it'd be perfect for youtube videos where if i need to talk about the angles at which you give a blowjob <laughs> I, I was gonna use it and then i just i i don't i don't youtube much yeah at least on my own channel okay so uh but that's a great idea you thank know. you yeah I have a question for you. I realized that I didn't even think about asking. Because okay. you've been, you're a stand-up comic. Right. And you've been a stand-up comic for how long now? <sighs> I, uh, professionally, mm-hmm. since like 2007, but I've been doing it probably, f- oh, 14 years. That is a while. Mm-hmm. You've been in a lot of rooms. Yep. Yep. Okay. So, I want to ask you a question. That is totally different than what I talked to you about before we even started. Okay. And I don't even, I mean, this is, we'd be talking about your line of work and my line of work at the same time. All right. Sort of. Well, yes. What's it like to write jokes about your sex life? Um, or about sex in general? Like, what is that? But you know, comedy it's, 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 it's interesting. I think it, like, sometimes people, <laughs> people get, uh, too graphic for the sake of it being shocking and kind of thing. I think for mm-hmm. me, it's just got to be a natural thing. Like I, I love, I love saying filthy things just okay. in general in life because, because it's, it's shocking or because it feels good. It's come- freeing and it's ridiculous. Oh, okay. You know, it's fun to, I have a friend, uh, uh April Richardson, mm-hmm. who's a comedian and we say filthy things to each other. We're completely platonic. We've never hooked up, never will, but we're just buddies. And we say disgusting things to each other because it's freeing. Like what? Um, I feel like I don't want to betray her trust here, but um, I guess it doesn't matter where I'm like, you know, she does, she does these pinup pictures and I'll like, I'll, I, I've said, to her, I was like, I was like, fuck, like I saw that picture of you, you're like in the little sailor hat and like my, my cock got so hard. So suddenly it, sh- it shredded my pants <laughs> and I blasted off a load of jizz that uh, took the bark of a tree right off that I was standing in front of. <laughs> And then, then she'll be like, she's like, yeah, she's like that. That's like, like, and she'll be like, oh, I want to spread my my vag lips across your face like a dental dam or something like that, you know, like we're like, but it's it's just us being ridiculous, and it's like I like saying filthy things on stage, but it's got to have a good context. Yeah, like I have a bit right now about how I used to have to close captioner. I was a close captioner my last real job. Okay, and. Uh, I would have to, I would have to close caption "Girls Gone Wild," and that was the worst thing I ever worked on wow. because there's a guy behind the camera trying to get these women to take their clothes off and masturbate. And the worst thing about it was the guy had no confidence. Like the guy's talking, like you you don't see him, but he's just like, "Hey, so um, I don't know. Do you ever like I don't like touch yourself?" You're like, "Fuck off!" Like, <laughs> there's nothing creepier than that guy. Like I always say, like 
Um, I think every woman's dealt with this guy who like makes an initiation, mm-hmm. but if she says no, he's like, "Well, I was kidding. I was joking. What's yeah. your problem?" That guy can fuck himself. So uh, I do. I'm so like, familiar. I'm like, what if that guy was a comedian and he did filthy jokes? And so I'll say a really filthy joke, but I'm stuttering the whole time, and it makes it so creepy. The audience either gets it and they love it, or they're like, "Ugh, this is too weird." Really? You know? mm-hmm. So like in that context, I'll say a filthy joke. And it is fun to just say something really gross mm-hmm. in front of an audience, but I, I try to veer towards a reason why I'm saying it. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Rather than, I mean, someone can come out and just be filthy the whole time and it's great. Mm-hmm. But um, anyway, to answer your question, what's it like to talk about like sex and dirty? It's fun. It's a lot of fun uh, to to describe something. You know, when you're when you're in uh-huh. when you're doing like like let's say a club on a Sunday. Which I hate doing. Is that, is that the worst day to do it? Yeah, because you'll get you get the church crowd. Oh. You don't want to do anything Sundays. It's the Lord's Day. I want to chill out. I want to watch TV. You mm-hmm. know, or read, or have sex. Is it daytime? Not, no, no, it's at night, but it's still. People are at church you know, all day sometimes. All right? day. Family well, you get day. those people that for some reason are just. I mean, sometimes you'll be in good in, in areas where there's fun people coming out, and church crowds can be great too. Okay, but sometimes you'll say something. Just verging on blue, mm-hmm. meaning sexual or dirty, mm-hmm. and they'll just cramp up, and it's like whoa, whoa, whoa! Like don't, no, don't say that kind of stuff, and that that's not fun. And I'm not one of those people who's like, oh, you don't like it? Here's some more. I kind of like to roll oh, with really? what the crowd, yeah, because you know I'm not the like a vengeful comic that takes it out on the crowd, but at the same time, that sounds vengeful, or not vengeful, but it sounds like you're, sounds like you're. In the in the realm of people who enjoy pushing buttons, yeah. on other people, and sometimes I do. Uh-huh. Sometimes I do. Yeah, I admire but, that because I'm I'm the person who wants to heal everyone's buttons. Right, I, yeah. I hate being that person. But I'm that too, as well. I think at at its base, it's like you're an entertainer. I'm not I'm mm-hmm. not standing up there organizing a union in the fifties or something. <laughs> this is not like this this. Uh, I'm not out there to save everybody. Maybe make people look at things a little differently. Cause mm-hmm. that's a, I think that's a comedian's job, like show mm-hmm. your perspective, your point of view. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm not really somebody who, ju- who just, you know, uh, flip stuff on, on, on their, on its head for everybody to kind of mess with them. But sometimes. You're not the type to flip. Cause these are all, I mean, these are all quite sophisticated, ways to play with communication uh-huh. that you're referencing that I, my face is not judging you when I'm really trying to absorb all these nuances of, Oh, Oh, I don't flip it. And I'm not like this. But yeah. what I do, is I guess I'm, I'm being I too weirdly it. specific in a, in a no, realm. I love of, specific. It's that well, I want to learn. You might ask you more questions. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I want to just hang out. <laughs> Can we just be quiet and just not talk? You know, there's a cool quiet corner over there. Yeah. I'm going to go over there. Yeah. Just, it's Get set down on the table, and then you hear him weeping in the background. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> are you masturbating? No. Oh God. Oh, I just bought that pillow. <laughs> I thought that's what this podcast was about. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, I've only had one person. Oh, I've only had no. Oh. No, I went on someone else's show at Playboy Radio, and they started masturbating mid um, interview. Okay. That's the only guy or girl. Oh, uh, girl. Okay. Yeah. Well. I mean, I just, I don't know. I like some warning if someone's going to have a Oh, yeah. No, it's, 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 there's no excuse for it. But I'm just saying there's a mitigating thing where, you know, not that you're into girls or anything and that, whatever. But if like, if someone just starts masturbating, if it's a dude, it's like, oh, whoa, like there's a, there's a tool involved. It's gross. Yeah. Yeah. 
It's like, come on, man. Yeah, I didn't have to see anything, which is good. That's good. I mean, it's just, it's a Well, have you, like, I'm sure you've done this show. Have you done this show with anyone that's made you feel uncomfortable? Um, I've had guests who have turned it flirtatious with oh. me. But, it, well, I understand. Like, sometimes they'll they'll put compliments toward me in a little bit of a hey uh-huh, kind of sure. way. And, and maybe off off the mic, we're, we are friends or you have – basically, I am uncomfortable when people try and flirt with me because right. I generally in life, if people flirt with me, don't know what to do. Like I kind of intellectually mm-hmm. know what to do, but I just want to run away because I feel – shy really fast okay so to be hosting and then and also like i want to take care of you because you're my guest right now right and so i want to honor what you're trying to throw out and at the same time i can't honor that because it's like yeah yeah let's put no you can't you're in a you're an impossible situation like if someone's flirting with you because it's it's a lot like like uh you know I, i have certain rules and one has always been don't hit on the help quote unquote like i used to wait tables i used to bartend and you know, if you're hitting on a woman that's waiting on you, like mm-hmm. that's so fucked up because mm-hmm. she can't leave and she is beholden yeah. to you for money. And the same thing with a bartender. They can't get out from behind that bar. So it's just for you to be like, no, come on, go out with me. It's fucked up, man. You know, like keep it on a neutral ground. Generally speaking, there are exceptions. Yeah. If, you, if There are exceptions. I'm not saying don't ever, ever, ever. But it's but it's one of those things where if you're one of those guys who like you know what you're doing you know why you're hitting on that person because they have to talk to you you know in a lot of ways so it's like if someone's on your podcast and they're flirting with you it's like you can't just drop the mic and I mean you can you could but you're like look I'm trying to <laughs> I'm trying to finish this podcast you know but yeah, I've never but from what you're to... saying it doesn't seem like people were being really gross they were just kind of not gross there's it's what it is is it makes my relationship with them outside of the podcast a little awkward yeah because I because I don't know. If they're actually kind of interested or if it was just being playful on my – I don't right. know. And it's – and I think too much. I mm-hmm. think way too much. Um, but do you – I mean you're a comedian. Sure. Do people hit on you like mad afterward? It you happens. travel around in the world. I mean, it happens. Yeah. Yeah? Um, it, the interesting thing is it's always – not always, but like there's, there's generally an assumption uh-huh. that like, oh, yeah, I'm a girl. So you, we're going to do it. And you're like, No. You know, like there are them those times where I, there were those times when I was single where I was like, "Yeah, why not? You mm-hmm. seem cool." Um, but you know, now that I've been in a relationship for a while, it's it's and I and I talk about this relationship on stage, mm-hmm. and I've had uh, you know girls that are just like, like I was at I forget what city I was in, but I was at this I went to this show after my show to go see like some local comics, and they're yeah. like, "Do you want to go up and do some time?" I was like, "Okay," and it was a real fun night. And these these two girls were hanging out, and one was kind of like, "Oh yeah, let's let's get high after this." And I'm just like, "No, I'm not. Like, I'm not drinking this month. I'm not smoking weed this month." Because um, I I'll, I'll take these months off during the Makes year. Makes sense. Make, your skin you know? is glowing. Mine is. Yeah. I I, I I had coffee. My heart's beating really fast. That's all. I, was. <laughs> <laughs> I just fall out of the chair. No. Uh, I know but, CPR sort of. So, yeah. Well, you, you, there's no one else here. So unless Slimer's <laughs> going to handle it or the or the Rancor monster. Um, but it was there was a thing of I was just trying to be nice, like all right, you know, no, but thanks, and you know, people were hanging out after the show and drinking and stuff like that, and mm-hmm. this comic's like, oh, I'm taking off, Do you want to ride? I was like, oh, that'd be awesome. You drop me in my hotel, I'm like sure, and we're walking out, and this girl like kind of chased me to the door, and they were both super hammered, and she's okay. like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm leaving. She's like, where are we going? And I'm like, we're not going any. You're like. <laughs> 
Because <laughs> the, there's there's this assumption of of I'm a girl. I'm I want to do it with you. So fucking shape up, guy. Let's go. You know. Yeah, I'm fascinated by the the because I, sometimes I'm hit on by a woman, mm-hmm. and I realize that I'm so scared to hurt her feelings uh-huh. more so than I am worried to hurt anybody else's feelings. Yeah, and I'm like, oh no, it's like I'm trapped, and I have to do something now. Right. Yeah, I, I was at uh, – when I was, lived in Chicago, I used to go to uh, Market Street Days every year, which is a street fair. Street fairs are huge in Chicago because there's like four months of sunshine. So mm-hmm. they celebrate all they can because <laughs> it's like a frozen tundra half the year. That's so sad. Yeah, but uh, it makes you stronger. But the <laughs> the Market Street Days is in Boys Town mm-hmm. uh, in the gay district, right? And there's this great old gay bar called Roscoe's that's amazing. And so we don't all go and just get drunk all day and go in and out of gay bars you know, straight friends, gay friends, whoever. Mm-hmm. And I'm in this gay bar. My girlfriend was working at the time, my then girlfriend. And, you know, we fell in with these these fun dudes and hanging out. Mm-hmm. And this guy and someone's like, oh, so uh, like they're like, oh, so who has a boyfriend and stuff? And I'm like, I'm just like, I don't, you know, like we're all saying I don't, but I'm not, I'm not even thinking. Mm-hmm. I sit down and this guy like sidles up to me and he's like, like, like you live in Chicago and you've been here how, how, how long? I'm like three years. And he's mm-hmm. like, three years, no boyfriend. What's up with that? And I'm only doing the accent that he had, you know, I'm not, uh-huh. you know, making fun of it, whatever. But I was like, Oh, well, I have a girlfriend. And he just looked at me like you fucking dick. And I was like, Oh man, I am an asshole. You know, oh. I should have stated like, Oh, I'm just, I'm a straight guy just hanging out. That's cool. You know, not that you have to, but you know, you didn't realize I'm just saying that. I didn't want to break his heart. And yeah. I did, you know, I, I let him down. Matt. But, what can I do? Mm. I don't know if you heard the song uh, by Robert Palmer called I Didn't Mean to Turn You On. You should listen to that after the show because that was about that moment. He saw it happen. And he Are you serious? That. Really? No. No, no I, I don't know who Robert Palmer is. I'm like, that could be your it's buddy. It's an 80s artist. I'm older than you. Um, oh, it doesn't matter. I could have been totally the same age as you and I still – plenty of references. Okay. I missed. A lot of Catholic school. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, didn't let you listen to the rock and the roll, huh? No. Got it. Well, okay, 50s, 60s music and classical. All right. That's, that's it. That's good stuff though. It is really good. I know a lot of words to Beatles songs. Okay. So yay. Nice. Anyway, so what other ways does sex play into being a comedian? Um like do you guys do it, it a lot? It makes you uh you know, it it does generally speaking for the I'll, I'll I'll speak for the men and I'll and I'll speak for the women. Men specifically, it can get you laid if you're not the most attractive guy. Okay. Because women like men, they can make them laugh. In L.A. or do you mean when you travel around? Oh, in general, just okay. in, just comedians in general. All right. You know, bars versus comedy clubs. Well, because women look deeper generally and like an okay. intelligent, funny person. They like confidence. Mm-hmm. You know, I think a guy doesn't have to be that attractive uh, if he's got confidence, if he's got intelligence, and um, okay, you know, so. Just on a base level, that kind of thing, and I think with with female comedians, on you know, there there there's a mix. There's guys that are definitely attracted to that, but there's also guys that are very intimidated by that. Mm-hmm. That are like, wait, why is you know she up there? I don't like a dominant woman, mm-hmm. and that's how they they perceive it. Mm-hmm. When you you know you have to assert a certain level of dominance to be a good comedian. You have to control the room. You have to uh, give people a reason to be listening to you other mm-hmm. than the fact that you have a mic in front of you. Um, so I think it can work both ways for women. But at the same time, um, 
a guy can ruin his chances by being a shitty comedian or an annoying comedian or whatever. The embarrassing, um, the one that made you feel embarrassed for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is that thing when they are freaking out on stage or like you can tell that they're bombing, but then they're really affected by the bombing and then you feel bad for them? Oh, I don't know if there's a name for that. In its most extreme, it'd be like a meltdown. But, <laughs> you know, I've seen that. Oh, there should, there's a word we need. The feeling of woe and fear and dread you have for another when they are on stage doing stand-up comedy. Badly. Badly. Yeah, but that could go for someone that's forgetting their lines in a play. You know, that could go for someone that is doing public speaking, but they're just ruining it kind of thing. I guess it'd be most applicable for stand-ups. Yeah, I'm trying to think. There's something There's something cutting. Maybe it's because I'm a lady, but like uh-huh. I feel things so deeply. Yeah. But like it's like I, I just die inside. Yeah. Oh, I, I there was a, a – I was in a bar in Chicago, and there was a, like a you know poetry reading going on or something, and this woman was, you know, just yelling and all this stuff and – and, it, you know, most people just weren't paying attention. It was a bad idea to have a poetry reading there. Okay. And she's yelling. And then all of a sudden she just takes a boob out. <laughs> and she's like, yeah. But she's screaming and everything. But it was interesting to me because it was like, you know, generally I'd be like, yeah, if you take your boobs out, I'm going to look. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just going to look. But she, by screaming and making, <laughs> and it was obvious she did it to kind of get people to look. Uh-huh. But I was like, wow, like. It's such a non-sexual moment right now because she's just <laughs> freaking out. Ah, you know, like it's that, it's that thing of, uh, man, it kind of gives me an idea. It'd be rad if, you know, because men like naked women, heterosexual men, but everybody has their preferences. I don't think anyone's into like a naked woman that's like, ah, like screaming and throwing shit. You know, it's like, it's so yeah, anti-erotic. It's, right, <laughs> it's, it's like, a fascinating juxtaposition right mm-hmm. there. Yeah, for sure. I, I just imagine that what you were going to say about what that gave you an idea for Okay, was just like going on some sort of intense like political rampage while holding up like a Playboy like centerfold, just like, right. like crossing those <laughs> Oh, yeah, just, yeah, just wires. To, as a weird distraction <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah. It was like, yeah. I don't know. We could have like a really like boring speaker, but they're just like, before I begin, let me hang this up. And it's just a <laughs> picture of just a buck naked, super hot woman. Right. And then he just talks next to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I want that to be a thing. Yeah. Uh, I have such a hard time because I used to, I used to, I, I wish I had, I wish I had more of the, I have had the urge to be a stand up comedian or okay. at least have that as a skill set and practice that. And, but I immediately want to do like PSA announcements about your public service announcements about sex stuff. Like I, because mm. I don't want to necessarily go blue and just be the shocking person. Yeah. For me, it's so normal to talk about. Yeah, sex but I, th- stuff. I don't think you would. I think it, it's it's a lot about how you convey it. It's like how, how Richard Pryor would curse a ton, but you wouldn't notice because it was he was so human and so vulnerable. Um, I'll have to revisit Richard Pryor. Yeah, life. but it, but it's you you watch people. It's about intent. Do you know okay. what I mean? It, if you if if you're up there and you're people will can tell in a second if you're only saying sexual stuff to get people uh, riled up or to be like, oh, you're so you're such a badass or you're so you're so edgy. But I don't see that with you. I think you just want to share stuff. And I think it's when you, it's funny you mentioned PSAs, like how I mentioned before. The most important thing is is your point of view. Mm-hmm. And your point of view would be a very interesting one. And you would have some genuine PSAs about. You know, guys think they should do this. They shouldn't do this. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I think just off the top of my head, the big one is when you're a kid. I shouldn't say kid. Adolescent. 
and you start you 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 French kiss a girl for the first time, mm-hmm. guys generally think. Let me shove my whole tongue down his throat. Oh, that's the worst. Do you know what I mean? Like that's a common uh-huh. thing. That's the thing guys probably do. Mm-hmm. But I had a girlfriend in high school that basically taught me how to kiss. Was like, mm-hmm. no, 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 just you know, kind of explore with your tongue a little bit. Like, touch your tongue to mine, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Don't, you know, fuck my mouth with your tongue. That's not a thing that women generally want. Yeah. So you, I'm sure you have a billion of those. That's the only one I can think of right now. But I'm sure you have so many things that guys do wrong, that women do wrong. I guess it's because um, I'll watch comedians. I, and I've seen you a few times set. It's been a while since I've more been around stand-up comedy. Uh-huh. Actually, I saw you, I think, at uh, the Pleasure Chest, uh, Performance Anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you do, have done that lately. but Yeah, I do it every couple weeks. Oh, it's okay. a fun show. It is really fun. Um, anyway, I'll watch comedians just be like, how are you approaching this sex subject? Like, why... Because people laugh a ton in my workshops, but it's one thing to be funny during a technique class because mm-hmm. it's good to bring in comedy. But it's another thing for people to expect you to be funny and then to be sort of accidentally teaching them things as well. Yeah, it's a, it's it's a different angle, and it, mm-hmm. it. I just the times that I have tried to do it, it just sucked the life out of the room. It just people get uncomfortable. Super duper. Yeah, man. P- there's a there's a puritanical hypocrisy in a lot of a lot of times where because it it's. Nine, nine people out of ten people in that audience have regular sex or have mm-hmm. at a certain point in their life. And it's one of those things we don't talk about, yeah. generally speaking. So, But I think it's, you know, it's cool that you're, that you're trying you know, to, to get it out there. And, um, I find the thing that, that makes people bristle is the specific, specificity. Where so I shouldn't go straight to fisting right at the opening of my set? Open with fisting, <laughs> just like you would sexually. Yeah, how do I warm them up? Like, what's foreplay, good foreplay if you want to really just get dirty? Like, what if it's the midnight show on a cruise ship? And well, just talk about how you're a, you're a, you're a, uh, a sex therapist mm-hmm. or, you know, you... Sex educator. Sex, sex mm-hmm. educator, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and, and, and even call that out and go, this makes people uncomfortable, you know, generally. Mm-hmm. Or because I'm a smoking hot babe, or whatever you want to, however you want to, you know, <laughs> swing it. Whoops! There goes that flirting thing. All right, shut it down. Shut it down. Oh, you totally be playing that. No, but you know what I'm saying. Like whatever angle you want to come at it from, but yeah. I, th- I think it's just like lay it all out right away. Because the, the thing that make, throws people when I went about specificity, what I meant was like how guys will be like, like, oh yeah. So anyway, I was I was fucking this chick the other night, right? And uh, you know, one of those girls that has, and he's describing everything about her, and he's describing mm-hmm. what he's doing, and you're like, okay, <laughs> it's feel like much. I'm in the room with you, <laughs> and you started with, so I'm fucking this chick, you know? Okay, yeah. Whereas mm-hmm. if he was like, oh, I was having sex, and then get into whatever, whatever, you know? More respect. Res- about- I think respect is key. Okay. Yeah, but there um, there are no rules. If you can get people to be comfortable, Matt, I brought you here for rules. Oh boy, I don't know. No, there aren't any really. No comedy rules. Hard and fast. One second, yeah. Are there any things about your personal life? I mean, you don't have to actually talk about the things about your personal life, but like sex stuff or an aspect about like, do you have like a, like a total dark spot where you cannot talk about penis size because you have like sensitive? That's a really like. No, I like know what something you're saying. Where you just avoid talking about that specific thing around this because it's just a little too tender. No, I if. if if it makes me laugh, I'm going to want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And if I found something, I would never talk about something where people knew who I was talking about. Okay. You know, if it was a sexual thing. And I would never, uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, if, if it was something 
like there's experiences I've had where I'm like, okay, I can't talk about this because this person had something, it, something like let's say something very embarrassing happened, mm-hmm. and I'm not going to do that bit because what if this person hears this bit and it's on my album or at something at the expense like that? of someone? At right? the expense, okay. that's what it comes down to. If yeah. it's the at the expense of me, I'll absolutely talk about it. Yeah. Um, because I, I just think funny is funny. I don't. I don't believe in rules. I don't believe in, in in boundaries. I think there are always ways to make jokes about literally anything. And it's it's. I'm just saying when I say that, not like everyone go out there and push all the boundaries, but you know, I just don't. I don't. The the uh, Doug Stanhope said it best, where he's just like stand up comedy is the the last bastion of free speech. I can say sure. anything I want up there. Anything. You can boo me. I can get banned from a club, uh-huh. but I still said it. And um, it's there, there. We don't really have many other art forms. I don't know if it's the last one, but where you can do that. And so I think it's it's really just up to the individual hmm. what they want to say and the crowd for what they want to accept or laugh at. That's what it comes down to. I are you familiar with the phrase sex positivity? No. <laughs> Sounds is that a Prince album? <laughs> Oh, okay. So, sex positive. A lot of people have different definitions of this, but I, I call myself a sex positive sex educator. I mean, in, in the sex positive movement, I just interviewed someone a few weeks ago that's death positive. There, she's a mortician, oh. and she's also very funny. Um, but sex positive is um, for me, it's really accepting people wherever they are on their journey, mm. uh, and not trying to make them fit into some sort of box. Yeah. Uh, as a micro, as a macrocosm of, of what society would mean uh, to be sex positive would be like access to sex ed, access to appropriate partners, access to, um, you know, healthcare around sexuality, birth control, contraception, sure. um, you know, access to being able to be who you are. This I steal from Carol Queen, who's a, a person who's awesome at defining things. Okay. Um, do you find that because you've been in so many in so many rooms where comedy's happening, do you find that a lot of when people reference sex, they tend to be a bit sex negative, like a little bit like judgy about sex or, or body negative, like, oh, or like there's always. Yeah. 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 Well, because ne- negativity is generally always funnier than positivity, I would say. Oh, okay. Just rough, just just generally speaking, or at least it's, I, I, should re- I should rephrase that. It's easier to be funny being negative than it mm-hmm. is being positive. I think it takes, you know, it, it, it anyone can go up there and, and, you know, just like you're just you're just shitting on somebody like like about how, you know, oh, this this girl was so fat or, you mm-hmm. know, there's there, I mean, it's all that stuff of, uh, um, you know, ex or, you know, wife jokes from like mm-hmm. the 50s and 60s where the, the guys in the Catskills are talking about how, you know, everything from their wife wouldn't cook to their wife was, you know, boy, I, I wish someone else yeah, would have yeah. sex with my wife kind of thing like that where. um, So, yeah, I think it's. There's generally more negativity, but I I think the 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 kind of the wave of comedy that I came up in, which which you kind of call the quote unquote alternative thing movement, but okay, all that means is kind of getting away from the just. Tr- I've wondered what the alternative. Movement. All it means is you're just trying to be more original and 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 smarter. Okay. You know, to me that all it means is you know good comedy, but it's. In a nutshell, like the Mr. Show mm-hmm. people and, and Pat Oswalt mm-hmm. and David Cross. and um, But there there isn't really no such thing anymore. It's like we all play the different clubs. We all move all over the place. It's just – it's a weird 
choice of phrase. But it seems like a value set. A little oh, bit, wait. because because what with people like um, uh, uh, Patton, for example, he always wanted to word his stuff. Even if he was putting something down, he'd talk about what he loved about it and how okay. he loved that something was so fucked up or whatever. It kind of rather than just get on stage. Though there is a, a big, there's always room for super angry comics, super it's kind of semi 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 negative. But I, I don't know. To answer your question. Generally, yeah, it's it's probably more negative, and probably more sex negative, because it's easier, or maybe because there's stronger feelings about it. Well, and we're also misanthropic in a lot of ways, comedians. Mm-hmm. You know, we're very mm-hmm. angry. Probably didn't have the best childhood environments, a lot of ways, mm-hmm. and a lot of a lot of us. Were, that, I thought that was a stereotype. Is that a real thing? It's it's a stereotype, but it's a stereotype for a reason. I mean, it's based in a lot of reality. Okay, um, but. That's not to say that most comedians I know aren't really good people and good-hearted people and stuff. We're just sometimes a little skewed. Okay. You know? Is it annoying that I'm asking you so much about no. comedy and sex? Uh-uh. I don't no? mind. Oh, okay. It feels yeah. like, oh, I feel like I'm making you work by analyzing your... Well, I mean, it's no, it's, it's what I do for a living. I don't know what else, how else we'd come at it. I mean, uh-uh. you know, I, I was a waiter for a long time. I don't really... We don't need to talk about how waiters get into sex, really. I guess I... <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole other thing. Working in a restaurant is very incestuous. I'll put it that way. That's all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hand jobbing the cooks. Everybody I know. knows that. Sure, yeah. Right. Just that. Oh, That's regular. Walk-in cooler. That's the hotel room, isn't it? Mm. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, no, it just feels like... Because uh, I, I tend to be real abstract sometimes. I'll be like, let's talk about the nature of love. Or sure. Like, you know, or whatever. So it's, it, it's fun because I find the comedy world fascinating Mm -hmm. because it's one where whenever i'm around comics i get really especially because you're fine because you're one comic right and you are a person and we are here being people together that's right if there's more than one comics and i'm there then all of a sudden it's comics talking and then there's like this energy this intensity of how they're interacting and i'm like oh i must leave now because i get real shy and real like intimidated by people do get intimidated when funny people just start riffing off each other because they feel like left out and uh i'm not a riffer sometimes i hear you yeah but but also that's why comedians should not always just be on and how sometimes comedians can need to (laughs) dial it back for Uh what we call quote-unquote civilians you know, but I took an improv class because I apparently need to learn like, the blueprints of things. Because I, it, it was interesting to find out like one type of finding comedy. But riffing mm-hmm. as a skill, like a lot of people that listen to the show are curious about how to be better at conversation, be better at yeah. the mating game. You know, like learning to be funny. Like sure. just the idea of working on your stand-up comedy, learning that skill as a way to be better at getting dates. I mean, that's actually sure. a really powerful little thing mm-hmm. to tell people yeah um but like how do you learn to riff with people i don't know if you do i mean it, i i i think it, it, you can't teach someone to be funny i think you <sighs> not that you not not that you have it or you don't because i i think you i don't want to say most people and it's like i hate i don't want to say oh you're either funny or you're not because but it's what i'm saying is you the, the great thing about improv class is it it's almost like limbering up uh, mentally, mm-hmm. and so you can react and and build things with people, mm-hmm. and you know it, it kind of like it's like martial arts kind of flows in the rest of your life. It's uh-huh. Same thing with improv. The Karate Kid waxing get, equals that's right. Yes. You get, and you get more, uh, ad, you're more adaptable. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. I think, by by doing improv. And I think that can not necessarily – it not necessarily makes you funnier, but it loosens up the funny that's already in you. Ooh. When you're not and – how, and how when you're, when you're doing improv – uh, you know, one of the biggest things is don't go for the joke. Don't don't be that person and who just runs out and says something funny that's already in your mind because mm-hmm. then you're not building a scene. You're not building an environment. But then and comedians be, mm-hmm. are going for the joke because that's yeah. But it's but it's you know I I, I think the it's kind of two different things here where if someone's you know but it but it's what we're doing is we're riffing we're building on each other's stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay, so comedians yeah. in conversation with each other. Yeah, and, it, and it's, if someone throws something out there, I mean, there, there's that scene in um, So I Married an Axe Murderer where they're all riffing and then the one guy brought a girlfriend who's not so smart mm-hmm. and she's, she tries riffing, but she doesn't even understand like what they're talking about. Uh-huh. Like They're talking about bad situations like, oh, you're halfway across the Golden Gate Bridge, two co- cups of coffee and you and a bran muffin. Oi, like you're going to crap. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, yeah, or like getting electrocuted. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, kind of the same thing, but not, you know, I think it's, it's just, and, and it's, it's kind of a heartbreaking moment. Where you're like, oh God, this poor girl. But, you know, I think anyone so can riff, listening. but maybe not as well as comedians. Cause that's kind of all we do. If it's something you did all the time, you'd be good at it. But <laughs> comedians hang out. We just, we just riff and, and, and that's, that's just how we're kind of, build have we kind of always been have you noticed that is there any pattern i'm just kind of all over the map now that's fine this is thanksgiving week i'm like fuck it i get i get vacation conversation totally have you noticed that comedians tend to date the comedians like are they people who are funny themselves or who just really enjoy comedy i've known people that fit all those categories okay there's no there's no yeah i mean generally speaking comedians don't date or at least try not to date comedians. Seems smart. But I know comedians that are married. I know comedians that have been in long-time mm-hmm. relationships. I know comedians that date other comedians. I think sometimes comedians, I think comedians hook up more than they are dating. Okay. Well, that know? makes sense. Yeah. Uh, but in terms of just looking for people that are, that are funny, mm-hmm. um, maybe at least a little bit, I think it's weird when I when I meet a comedian that's just dating someone that's super boring uh-huh. or like um kind of a stick in the mud. I wonder like, about why that are you sometimes. with this person? Yeah. And it but there are those comedians that don't want to date someone that's funny because they want to shine in any social situation. Like they don't want like like I don't want that person almost like you don't want someone funnier than you opening for you. So then you have to follow them. Right. You know? Yeah. But I think having someone op- – you want someone to open for you that's as funny as possible because fuck it. Like that's how huh. you get – that's – you know, you should be – if you're headlining, yeah. you should be as funny as anybody. Yeah. Finish, <laughs> yeah. finish strong. Yeah. And you, yeah. you don't get better at pool until you play pool with people that are better than you. Okay. This is a million-dollar question. Sweet. For me. Okay. And possibly someone listening. Okay. As someone who has been to comedy events before and had a, a – a, Big ass crush on the person who, you know, one of the comedians. Right. But then it feels so cliche to be like, okay, so I have a major crush on this person now. Can I make something happen? Either a date or want to get to know them more or be friends or make out with their face or something. Sure. But it seems like no matter what, you're doomed to be that person who saw them perform. So then you're kind of in a weird category of you'll never or it'll just be really shallow and sad. (laughs) No, I, I don't think there's any hard and fast rule. I think if you, the thing is, I think. Everybody likes confidence. Okay. Everybody. And 
uh, uh, if someone, you know, if you think some guy's funny or whatever and um, you find them, like, let's say in this modern age, I generally people do it. You find them on Facebook or something mm-hmm. and you just shoot a message like, that was really funny. Like, hey, thanks a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, um, then from there, you can, if there, there's some kind of connection, generally you can see how, um, if a guy writes you back and is just like, thanks, maybe there's no interest, maybe there is. So that's an either or. But if he writes back and there's a couple sentences there, mm-hmm. you can probably be like, oh, well. Let's keep this going. Do you want to get a cup of coffee? Whatever. Yeah. You know, and or you can come up to someone after the show and thought and like, I thought that was really funny. Would you ever want to hang out sometimes? And that's very forward. And the mm-hmm. guy might assume like, oh, hey, she wants to fuck me. That, you know, maybe that's not the vibe you want to give right away. It's up to you. <laughs> but I-, I don't think there's anything bad with with me. I'm always on the side of making mistakes rather than worrying about making mistakes and not taking a chance. Do you know what I mean? Whoa, that's, that's some life skills right there. That's like some bravery. And I have not always lived like that and still don't, but I just, that's, that's to me is whether or not you, you, you act on that kind of, to me, that's the ideal Mm -hmm. because you always, you always regret the things you didn't do so much more than the stuff you did. I mean, except like, Killing someone or whatever, but you know, <laughs> accidentally, you know, right. <laughs> or tattoos, irreversible things. Sure, right. But still, dumb tattoos are great. That felt a little bit like the uh, the dumb girl trying to riff. <laughs> yeah, no? my tattoos. Oh, wait, that was oh, uh, didn't work. No. <laughs> no, was killing someone's more yeah. important. Okay, uh, tattoos on your dick. <laughs> oh man, there was rebels in this place. There you go. Um, is there anything you wanted to talk about? No, I just I I was just kind of intrigued to see what we would talk about, and it's been you know it's been fun and illuminating. Really? So yeah, illuminating. How? What did I do? I feel like you've brought all the illumination. Well, I don't. It's I think I understand a little bit more what you what you do and how you deal with people about about in regards to your field. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like to find out about how people relate to sexuality, relationships. It's it's fascinating. Yeah. Do you have any questions for me? Um, boy. Condom shopping. How to have a difficult conversation. Uh, um, uh, butt stuff. How to get your girlfriend to do it. Oh god. I get asked that so much. You don't even know. I'm. I'm. Oh, of course. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Yeah. Well. I mean, if, if couples are interested, you have to have the woman lay on her stomach to start. And uh, oh wait, you weren't asking me. Oh oh, fuck. Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> Teach me things. No right. Oh. Yeah, here's the thing. Uh, no, I can't. I don't. I don't think I. I guess my my questions I've already asked, which is like, do you ever get? Because because I tend to think, um, say a, a lady sexologist, there's an assumption on the part of men. That are like, oh, so there is a face. Facial you you hump a lot of dudes, dear. Um, <laughs> what's up? Teach me some shit, you know, because guys are ridiculous. Um, but uh, you know, uh, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Guys aren't ridiculous. I mean, well, you can have that opinion. Okay. Well, I, here, here's a question. What's huh. what's a situation you've been put in? Like okay. maybe someone asked you something, or you know, a couple approached you, or whatever, that just made you laugh. That was that was funny to you. I don't want to ask like what was a real uncomfortable situation because I'm sure you have plenty of those. But I don't want to dig those up. But to me, like some some situation that you're that, that was kind of absurd because like I'll tell you sometimes 
male comedians, mm-hmm. uh, friends of mine, I've had it too, where a couple, like a girl started talking to you, he's like, oh, okay, hi. And the guy will come and be like, hey, it's like, uh, you want to come back to our house? And you're like, no. <laughs> like, I don't, what am I, a toy for this couple to play with? Like, oh, so man. that's that's a situation that's like, it's, a, it's I don't want to say creepy because people are into what they're into mm-hmm. and I don't want to judge, but it is kind of funny when I'm kind of like, no. And I, I, I kind of chuckle to myself, not at them, but just at the absurdity of the situation. Like, have you had situations like that because of what you do? Oh, God. Well, I don't think it's funny when somebody tries to get me to be their unicorn. I find it more. <laughs> I find it more like, how do, how do I let you down easy? Uh-huh. And I know that for couples who are wanting to open up in that way, it's hard to find a third person sometimes. Of course. And, but like, and I know it's a shot in the dark sometimes, but it's like, hey, since you know about this stuff, maybe you want to come home. And I on it's it's like ah no thanks, but yo that's hot, yay for you, uh-huh. good job, sure, not me, thanks. Yeah, I was just trying to help you with your sex life, but not literally. Um, for me, things that make me laugh. Um, honestly, the thing that makes me laugh really hard and in the most delightful way is when someone asks me a, a heartfelt question. Like, let's say I'm at a, a booth or doing something where people can just come up and ask me questions. Yeah, yeah. It's so much fun. Or, um, I used to work in an adult store and one of the first, sh- this was years and years ago, the first, I think, night shift I ever did, this woman came up to me and I think she was a little drunk and asked me something about, like, she'd never had an orgasm before. Mm-hmm. Or she'd just been through a breakup and she really needed a sex story, which is really common. Yeah. You know? um, and, but, and when I, in something that seems so hard for the person, just such a, oh man, this is so heavy. And I'd be like, oh, well, that's easy. There are all these options. And really, you just got to think to yourself, what, how do you want to augment what you already do at home? So let's figure out a toy for that. Or, you know, oh, yeah, you want to open up your relationship and then this happened. And oh, okay. Well, guess what? This is all you have to do. And it's really, and I, I just provide some really simple uh-huh. tools. Yeah. And the thing that makes me laugh is when the person realizes that I've solved the problem and it wasn't as horrifying as they yeah. thought it was. And they do this like body kind of, they, they just like drop their whole chest down a little bit. And sometimes they go, Oh, thank God. And sometimes they like hold, like, I yeah. don't really, I'm not big on people just grabbing me all of a sudden, sure. but it is cute when somebody just has this like wave of relief and they just like the drink drunk woman, like grabbed my forearm with one hand and then put her arm around me with the other and just like held me. And I think she brought me down to the ground. <laughs> It was wow. just, I remember us changing levels and me being like uh-huh. having to just hold her and she didn't cry. I've had people cry, yeah. which is a different kind of release, but it's so cute when people are like, yeah. it gets religious a little bit like, hallelujah, thank the Lord. Well, because we don't talk about sex generally and it, I think no. it's it's freeing for, for someone when you just tell like, oh, no, you just do this. It's like, oh, fuck, great. Yeah. Like anytime you have a simple solution in anything, yeah. in it, your computer's on the fritz, uh, how do I – you know, install a door, whatever. Like someone's like, Oh, just this, this, and this like, Oh fuck. That's it. That's all. Yeah. Wow. You know, it's so true. I mean, pleasure chest. Like I was in there like for the first time a little while back and was like, yeah, you know what? Let me ask somebody somebody about condoms, you know? Cause that's a, like, it's, it's, it's a, it's yeah. a, it's a weird, you know, tool and a weird thing to think about because you don't want it to be too thick but you don't want it to break so it's one of those things and so this sales lady mm-hmm. kind of just walked me through all these brands and it was great it wasn't I, me, I was generally it? no it wasn't but oh, okay I, I, I generally would be like uh 
you know, okay, is this weird? Does it make you feel uncomfortable that I'm this man who's, you know, like towering over you Mm -hmm. asking about stuff to hold my dick in? But it was just really natural and it was it was nice how just normal it was. I'm just like, yeah, this is how it should be. And I think, you know what? That's your angle. When if well, you're if you're talking to people, talking to an audience about how people stiffen up, mm-hmm. you know, uh just given that. It's like like no no like we have to talk about this so you fuckers can relax. You know? So so you don't so you don't have awkward moments where people just happen to talk about sex. Oh, that I feel like I get so luxury. Like, I don't need, honestly. Yeah, I, I mean, I, don't say that's what you fuckers need. Like I'm saying, but <laughs> you know, find a different way. But can I'm you just saying, pretend to be me, and then and then pretend like you're starting a set, and then show me how to be me? Oh God, I don't. <laughs> me, you got to give me some time to prepare to get into the character. Yeah. You know. Oh man, yeah, it would be fun. I I haven't tried in a long time. It would be cool. Yeah, get back on the horse. Yeah, I hate writing jokes though. That's so annoying. <laughs> yeah, but don't don't write jokes. Just. You know, have some stories to tell or an observation or something and find a way to say it funny in your own voice. Okay. I don't write jokes. Not really. No? No. Is this mainly story focused? Yeah. And a little tangent. And something will come out that sounds like a joke, but in terms of like the set them up, the knockdowns, mm-hmm. don't have a lot of those. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So you're allowed to not have... It, you're just... The rule is just to be funny. You don't have to... Okay. Yeah. That sounds so fun. Sure, yeah. You, That's you, why you do it. Do you still love your job? I mean, I or, do. Yeah, I do. When it's when it's it's really, uh, when it's good, it's great, and when it's bad, it's a learning experience. Mm. And sometimes you don't want to do it, but it's kind of like how like I go to therapy once a week, and half the time I'm like, I don't fucking go. I don't want to drive over there. I don't want to sit in the room with this with this guy. Mm-hmm. You know, who's great. He's a good guy, but like, I don't want to go. But every time I go, I leave feeling better. So mm-hmm. even if I don't have a great set, mm-hmm. it's a learning experience. It's true. Yeah. So it's yeah. It's 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 a good thing. Cool. Yeah, I bombed recently teaching a workshop. I haven't bombed much in my <laughs> teaching, but it was like really powerful to go, Oh, this is what comedians do, but I bombed for an hour. Well <laughs> Yeah, but how do you know you bombed? It's not like you're supposed to be getting laughs. No, with a um I was not connecting with the group in a way that I'd never not connected with a group before. Like it uh-huh. was like amazing how shut down they were and every sex educator has that story but it, it was yeah. the first time it ha- i'd never it was yeah but would you put that on yourself though um yeah i okay. i knew what i was going like i it was a rough day and like i showed up and i wasn't really in the, I enough about me <laughs> but you know you took something away from that yeah totally yeah i definitely did um uh bronger Great last day. Thank you. Uh, tell me about your podcast. I listened to it um, a long time ago, and I was so happy to see that you were on the Nerdist Network because yeah. I remember seeing your stuff and being like, "That dude's so funny." Oh, thanks. It's you know, it's a lot better than it was. Now, I, I didn't know how quite to fill the time before, mm-hmm. but now I have a really good idea, a better idea uh, of how to do it. I'm a lot more relaxed, so mm-hmm. it's just you know, it's just like doing stand up. The more you do it, the better you get at it. And you're all alone, um, like it's just you. And yeah. I admire that because I freak out for the first five minutes of my show when I'm alone. <laughs> well, all it is is me hopping into your car or your phone or wherever you listen to podcasts mm-hmm. and just hitching a ride for like half an hour and then jumping mm-hmm. out. So I feel like with with comedy, I'm just trying to let the steam out. Okay, let you forget about your problems a little bit, and so that hopefully that's what the podcast does. Huh. Not that it's a set. But it kind of is. It's oh, just interesting. Me trying to be entertaining for that for that time. 
So that's there's not a, a massive hook to it, mm-hmm. and I do it for myself as much as anybody else, um, just to keep busy. But it's been fun. Yeah, it's yeah. called Ding Donger with Matt Bronger because that's the name that made people laugh when I said it. So. Yeah, works for me. Yeah, <laughs> better than sex nerd Sandra. People usually just kind of go white in the face. Sex nerd's a cool hook though, because it's 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 not you're not calling yourself sex master. You're not calling yourself sex professor. No, you know you know what either. I mean. It's like you're you're a, you're a, you're you're a nerd about about something, which means you're kind of obsessive and kind of a dork about it. Which is hey, you get which it. is it's it's accessible when you're saying you're a sex nerd. Absolutely, I would say that just when people hear the term sex nerd, it's the laughter you get laughter with Ding Dong Matt Bronner. Sure. Right, I get. <laughs> what was that? Yeah, but <laughs> that's like the scared. But the fact that you're a, you're that you're a woman um, makes it easier to take. Like, for example, if I'm like in a party, I'm like, yeah, I'm kind of a sex nerd, <laughs> kind of a nerd about sex. I love it. Like, great. <laughs> you know, I, I have a bit about how it's fun to just say out loud, I'm I'm super horny right now because <laughs> I'm a guy, and it's like, yeah, when are guys not horny? It's such a dumb thing to say, and 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 funny because it's ridiculous. Like me getting into, you know, I'm 6'4", like 220 pounds. It, like if I went to a crowded elevator, it was like, God, I'm horny as shit. <laughs> Everyone's like, ew, no. Would you please get out of oh, here? You know? I like saying boners in sentences. Boners is the best thing. word. It's so good. A guy in Chicago, we became instant friends when uh, I think we were, we he just started working and like a Creed song came on <laughs> and the guy goes, oh, this guy's such a fucking boner. <laughs> And it made me laugh that he's describing a stupid guy as a boner. Right. Like you watch a Creed video that leads yeah. in, you're like, oh my God, that guy's such a boner. Uh, you know? And yeah. so it's 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 so usable in so many different ways. You call it like like, oh, I did a real boner on that one. Like a mistake. It's effective. Yeah, it's effective. Highly effective. Yeah. Oh man. So much sex talk. Yeah. Like this was delightful to have you on the show. It was super fun. Really Thanks delightful. for having me. Thank you. Um where can people find you in the world? Uh people can go to mattbronger.com. That's M A T T. B-R-A-U-N-G-E-R dot com. See if I'm coming to their town. Um, on Twitter at at Bronger. Um, yeah. 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 That's, 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 that's a lot. That's a lot. It's a lot that's of enough. places. It's enough. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Well, uh, we say on this show, go team fun. Go team fun. Mm-hmm. Now leaving Nerdist.com. 